I'm Logan, and this is Automatic for the People. It's automatic, it's automatic, it's automatic. Hey everybody, welcome back to Automatic for the People, a Mr. Robot podcast. For uh, this one episode until October, uh, what you're going to hear is the uh, panel, Mr. Robot panel that Jess and I did at DragonCon. The audio is probably a little rough, so if you get five minutes in and turn it off, well, ha, you downloaded the episode. Anyway, um, joke's on you. Um, anyway, uh, enjoy it uh, at Mr. Robot Podcast uh, on Twitter, Mr. Robot Podcast at gmail.com on, uh, if you want to email us. Go check out all our other shows at xwingfiles.com, and we'll be back with more Mr. Robot Talk come uh, October 6th. It is 11.30, so we can officially get started. Um, yeah, no more Legion Talk. No more Legion Talk, <laughs> although we do do that on the podcast. Yeah. We, we covered the last season of Legion on, on his podcast. Um, but anyway, so I am Jess. I actually do a podcast um, on Legends of Tomorrow as well. It's called Tomorrow's Legends. If anybody's interested in Legends, uh, let me know. And then um, this is Logan. Introduce yourself. I'm Logan. Hi, <laughs> And he does a Mr. Robot podcast called Automatic for the People. And despite all of the talk in the audience, you are here for a Mr. Robot fan discussion. And we will be spoiling through season three, which is the latest season available. So if you're not caught up and don't want to be spoiled, then now is your chance to run. <laughs> Spoilers, it's about time travel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so we tossed some, some notes together, and we kind of already talked about this uh, in our pre-discussion, you know, as we usually do as podcasters, <laughs> tend to start talking before it, you know, we start recording, but um, the premiere date is October 6th, right? October 6th. Can't wait. Okay. So that's exciting. Which and should be a Wednesday. It's Sunday. What? Yeah. 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 It was on the <laughs> IMDb, sorry. <laughs> it's been a Wednesday show for four years. Yeah, no, I'm not sure it's that Sunday. So this is bogus, I do it. Yeah, Sunday, Hope October like 6th. Does Christmas fall on a Wednesday? I wonder if they yes, strategically, maybe they strategically moved the dates to wrap up before Christmas. That's probably smart. Yeah, probably um, smart. Nobody's going to watch it on Christmas, except <laughs> Christmas us. Is except Wednesday. us. <laughs> Christmas is Wednesday? Yep. Okay. Well, we'll see how this Excellent. goes. I'm so excited. Well, only as Christmas. <laughs> so, who has questions or theories? Other than, it's not time travel theory. Yeah, I think we've got some stuff, but let's open it up. Anybody? Come on. What's Vera's role going to be in season four? Who? Uh, Fernando Vera, the drug dealer from season one. Oh, um, I don't know. I'm not excited about him coming back. No, I just didn't really like him that much. I didn't either, and I actually, until he showed up in the epilogue, I thought he was dead, and I was very confused as to why he showed back up. And so I was like, "How is this guy even here?" I was like, "Maybe it really is time travel." Just kidding. (laughs) But no, he definitely didn't die. No, he kind of just like. No, he, he went to prison and then we he came out of prison. Yeah, and I just completely forgot about him. So I was when he turned back up, I was like, who is this guy? Didn't he die? No, but he didn't. He didn't die. That was just me. Wishing he was dead. Wishing he was dead. Exactly. So I don't. I don't know exactly what they could do with him, other than like, I mean, he could be an interesting foil for Elliot. Um, I mean. He's gonna have, does I he think, still have a vendetta against him? 
Absolutely. Some kind. Yeah. 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 He's yeah, going to be a definite source of conflict for sure. He's just there to score the drugs. He's just there to score the drugs. There we go. There well, they're going to have to turn up the charm on the character. Because that's one thing that, that all the characters in this show have, is they have something that makes you want to watch them. I mean, everybody is compelling in their own way. So they're going to have to, this guy's going to have to step it up if he's going to be a major, say, foil to Elliot. Well, uh, he's not compared to another show, but I'm going to do it anyway. He's like the Joffrey. Like, He's not charming at all, but you're like, I really can't wait until they murder this thing. Right. <laughs> I get like his philosophical ramblings. What does my name mean? What does your name mean? A brave traveler. Brave traveler. Okay. Well, he could be interesting, so I guess we'll we'll see where that goes. Well, I don't remember what I wrote. You wrote, what really happened? Next question that we had. What yeah, what really happened at the window? Did Elliot jump or was he pushed? I voted as he jumped. Not jumped, but thought his dad was throwing him out. And he threw himself out. threw himself out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that's where I'm leading, is that he ultimately did throw himself out because we saw in the um, the movie episode where he goes, take the kid to yeah. Back to the Future and you get the flashbacks. And so that's when he's That's my favorite episode. So good. Um, because that's when we get the reveal that he had already been seeing Mr. Robot. And that was that was a shock to me personally. I did not expect it to have been that early on that he had started seeing this version of his dad. So does that mean we have not actually seen the birth of Mr. Robot? Oh, oh. Well, I guess I guess yes and no. I don't know. Can you debate that that was the birth of Mr. Robot? Since season one, I thought that him going out the window, like that was what. That was the root cause of everything. But, I mean, it had only been a few weeks when they go to the movies, probably. Because his arm's in the sling. And, you know, his dad's still trying to be apologetic about everything. So it couldn't have been that long. So how long has he had this other person living with him? Okay, so now I'm gonna now I've confused myself again. So when he's in, when he's in the sure theater. Sure yeah, welcome, Mr. Robot. He's know, talking right? to somebody. He is, but it's who isn't there? <laughs> no, I know. Okay, but like now I, I'm messing up like the, the order of things. So when his dad took him to the theater, that was before the window. No, because his arms are missing. So that we can debate about you know what may or may not have caused Mr. Robot to show up to Elliot, but does it matter? I think the window incident is what crystallizes for him, and now he's never leaving. He's always going to have Mr. Robot until something happens before Elliot. So it's like a beautiful mind. Sure. Yeah. Like yeah. Yep. At the end, you know, they're still standing. Yeah. So right. something may have happened to him that caused him to see his father in his own psyche, uh, but the window incident—it's never going away now. It, it's burned in. Yeah, it's kind of solidified it. I mean, because we don't, we haven't seen, I mean, we know enough about his childhood to know that he comes, I mean, we're assuming that the mother is abusive. So it could have, you know, he could have been living with some type of, like, mental health disorder, like, definitely his whole life, and then it, like, really solidified and manifested into the alternate persona being his dad at, at that point when he, with the window. So are we all sure that his dad is... That he has a dad, that he had a dad. Well, in the flashbacks, yeah, he 
Mr. Robot. Well, the problem is it's, it's such we have a completely unreliable narrator exactly. for the entirety of the show. So, and you can never be sure what you're seeing is what you're seeing because you're always seeing it from Elliot's point of view. Uh, I remember in season one there was a lot of people calling uh, the show on the carpet for the constant evil corp mention. Like, why is everybody calling evil corp? Because it's Elliot's show. Elliot's point of view. So you might be right. Everything we're seeing could be completely wrong. So, which would be really interesting for the final season. So. That would be interesting. Well, it is Elliot's show, but but as a. I guess it was a matter of, of, of narrative choice. We do see scenes without Elliot in it. Yeah. So, I mean, it raises the question, are those things inherently more reliable, or is it the same kind of, same level of unreliability, despite the fact that Elliot's not present there and, and couldn't subjectively know what's happening in those scenes? I mean, we, we don't, we have no way of knowing, right? <laughs> Sam Esmail is like, has anybody seen his film, Comet? You should all watch that movie. It's fantastic. Um, but it, it's like that. It's very unreliable. Like you can never be sure whose point of view you're seeing something from. And so like, that's kind of his, not gimmick, but he, he enjoys messing with the audience. So I think it would at least be reasonable to entertain the idea that anything we see that's not kind of directly through Elliot's eyes or with Elliot in, in the scene is more reliable. I mean, I've kind of taken it that way. Anything where it's just Darlene interacting with Dominique or somebody else, that, yeah. that kind of gets a special brand of reliability because it's not influenced by Elliot's unreliable narrator nature. Right. Dom, God, she better survive this freaking show. Right. <laughs> She's, She's a great character. She is. We need a Dom. We've been saying it. We need a Dom <laughs> spinoff. That's all. That's all I want. Dom and Alexa. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, I sponsored by Amazon. Just <laughs> <laughs> figure it out, Amazon Prime. It's some other, some other things we've got. Um, okay, so Darling's kidnapping. Yeah. Why don't you I love that. that. What is up with that? I don't know, but I was so there for it. It's such a episode. scary story, and she just seems so not dismissive. But like, just like, oh, whatever, it happened. Some strange <laughs> lady picked you up and took, like, how long were you gone? Right. Between the two of them, their childhood and the way that they're like piecing it together, because we're only getting like bits and pieces here and there. And some of it you're getting from Elliot and you don't know like how reliable it is. And then some of it you're getting from Darlene. And then she drops this on you. She's like, oh yeah. You know, some lady just took me and I just went with her because it seemed like a better place and a better existence. And I'm like, what? <laughs> How did you just fine. gloss over this? And we've only had a few glimpses of like the relationship with their mom, right? There's the, when they're at the hospital and she's like berating whoever's in the room. Um, and then there's something with her on like a bus bench or something. Yeah, it was her, just her and Elliot. It's, I think that was in season one before the Darlene review. Yeah. So, um, how horrible is she? 
Yeah, well, because you can't tell enough from Elliot because we already know he's unreliable, but then you get the little snippets from Darlene about, is she the one that talked about, like, the cigarette butts? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, which is disturbing. And then in season two, when we finally get Elliot out of prison, or maybe it was early season one, he has to go see his mom in the old folks' home. Yeah, Yeah, Darlene. She's like, do you really want to? He's like, yeah, I got to do this. She didn't even go in the building. Yeah. No, yeah, she didn't at all. Well, I mean, it, it probably says a lot of it. He was in prison and just was like, no, I'm at my mom's house. (laughs) You're in prison. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he envisioned, you know, that the the guard was his mother. So, yeah, I mean, that says says a lot about that right there. That whole season is kind of an interesting commentary on their relationship. But with her, I mean, when he visits her in the home, because this is kind of like, it's a, she, I, I kind of want to know what happened to her because we see her as this like awful person and then all of a sudden the next time we actually see her and it's really her, she's like, what is, there we go, yes, thank you, catatonic, so. And I, she's I, just sitting there. Yeah, like she doesn't even make, like, just staring, like I can't tell if she's like overly medicated or if there, or something happened and I kind of want to know like what the in-between was, did Elliot break at one point and he did that? That would be... I don't want to say that would be awesome. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's but, terrible, but it would fit in with, with the show and what we know of the history so far. So, and we do know he was in constant trouble. So yes, he uh, he was on what having forced to see a therapist. So, mm-hmm. and at the start of season one, so. Yeah, that's true. Did we did we get more info on on that particular incident, or just like kind of his little snippet of? Yeah, they mean like uh, someone. Yeah, it's a hacking incident, wasn't it? That's what sent him to prison. Was the other one a hacking incident? No, since they're all hacking. Oh, I like it. Hacking incident will lead to court mandated therapy. That's kind of where I was going. Together. Maybe it's like Donnie Duck, set a building on fire. Didn't he flip out at his coworkers because they like put him in a closet or something? Oh, was that what it was? Yeah, and then he had like an anger episode and like broke a lot of equipment or something, and they're like, "Wow, uh, you need to go see someone about this." Yeah, that sounds like Ellie. That sounds well. That sounds more like Mr. Robot, but I guess they didn't want to. Sure. Anyways, they don't even have the same body. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. I think you're right. I had forgotten that detail. It's sad. We just we've literally just rewatched the show. (laughs) Um, What did y'all think about uh, Joanna Willock and like her death scene with the baby and? That was one of the most really intense things I've ever watched on television. Yeah. They like pulled no punches. Yeah. Um, and she's fantastic. She was my favorite character. Like, she's amazing. So oh, she's. Yeah. So I watching her die was hard, especially like that. Um, but it was. I'm, I'm gonna. It's not really a spoiler, but she shows up in Legion season three. Oh, so, nice. Yeah. yeah. She's a fantastic wife. <laughs> so, yeah, that'll motivate I'm you to keep going. Yeah. So familiar. Yeah. She's, she's fantastic. She was in Legends of Tomorrow. She was. We're, we're doing a season one rewatch on Legends, and yeah. we just finished. Uh, we're on her episode. She does not get enough, like, good, solid work, I don't think. So. I thought they were setting her character up to, like, last. Yeah. Yeah. I thought she was going to take over the world. I think I did, and then, boom. Well, done. <laughs> uh, I, and by that guy too. Yeah. All people. When I, when originally when I watched the episodes, I always felt like she was a more tragic character than she was. 
And when I rewatched them, like in the last six months, I was like, oh wait, no, like she was pulling a lot of strings. All of the strings. <laughs> she, yeah. she was the puppet. Yes, she's she very she evil. Set her up and then just destroyed her. Yeah. So she had so much potential. She had a lot of potential. In some ways, she kind of got what was coming to her as much as like oh, I mean, definitely. Yeah. But then the way in which they did it, and especially like with the baby, and so that for me, I think the having the baby there was kind of what made that more intense for me personally. But that's. I think they they chose to do that to show us part of the dichotomy of the show. So. The whole show is, yeah, there's hacking in it, and it's kind of fight clubby with the surrealism, but part of the other split is that you have the class warfare going on. The, the rich people, and we're talking like the rich of the rich of the rich people, and everyone else. Mm-hmm. She's at the top, you know, her and Tyrell. She has the whole diatribe with the guy when, when uh, after Tyrell goes away. She's like, I like you because you're not Tyrell. You're a regular person. Now, I think that was all bullshit. She was doing that just to make the guy shut up and go away. But she has the whole thing about how I like you because you're a regular person, you know, and I don't need like rich people stuff anymore. And then she's driving around with her bodyguard in her fancy suburban. I think the reason why they had that death scene is to show her that the rich people might be the rich and they might think they have the power, but they don't know what it's like in the real world where we all live. And so all it was was one angry dude with a pistol at a car stop, and bam, bam, she's out. Yeah. <coughs> and if they wanted to really drive it home, they would have killed the kid too, but I think that would have been, you know, too much for oh, yeah, the too far. Yeah. But I, I really think that's what that scene is for, is more of the class struggle. Set the tone for the rest of the show. Do you think Tyrell gets reunited with his job at any point, or is his fate kind of sealed? I think they're, I think, yeah, I don't think they will. I think maybe they'll, they'll hold it over him. Oh, over over, but I don't think he's ever going to get that satisfaction. <laughs> where do you think Tyrell is going in season four? I forgot where he was in season three. Where is he? <laughs> where does he end up? The last episode I just watched, he was still in custody. And then he just found out his family or his. Um, well, yeah, because they have him in that uh, that out in the woods, and he kind of makes his escape, and then that that sheriff picks him up. He's like, "Oh, uh, you know, I got me a collar." And that dude rolls up in the van, just bang, kills the sheriff. I take Tyrell back, and then he has his reunion with uh, Elliot. Yeah, well, but yeah, because the last part that I got to, he would they had um, he had turned himself in because they were saying he was he was right. saying he was like kidnapped or whatever by the Dark Army. Yeah, they, they flipped the script, saying yeah. that uh, he wasn't the villain that everybody said he was. He actually was being framed, and so that he became I don't know terms for businesses, CEO or CTO, CTO of uh, E-Corp. Mm-hmm. Like, he got reinstated. And so that's kind of where okay. we left off with that. Okay. So, yeah, he's back on top. So, okay. he's going to drive around his one moment and beat up bombs. <laughs> yeah. So not, not, not really back on top. I mean, he's still under the phone. <laughs> right, right. From his so, right. Now, now he's more of a puppet than he ever thought he was, but he got what he wanted. It just cost him Everything else. So, so I think they're gonna they're gonna leverage him to get whatever White Rose wants, because also when they initially picked up his wife's remains and the child, uh, Dom wanted to call next of kin and ask the child off, and they said no, he's going to the feds. Right. Who owns the feds? White Rose. Right. So, so they're gonna yeah. hold that over him, just like we said. But now they got two angles on him. You know, they put him into a position of power. 
by saying, okay, we'll let you go out and we'll, we'll make it seem like we kidnapped you. So the Dark Army is this nebulous thing where they can blame themselves because they know they're untouchable. And then they also, they got his kid. And so he really can't say no to anything. No, because that's what they do. They, they dig into their families and they exploit them. That's how they get to all of them. I mean, that's how they got to Santiago in the first place. That's how they got to Dom. That's clearly how they're getting to Tyrell now. Um, I hope Dom fights back. I know it's tough, but I just want to see her take them all down. I know, I kind of do too. She's a great character. So. I got a question. Then, yeah, go ahead. Um, so for me, I'm a little worried for season four just because. Uh, Esmel said he was really, he was aiming for six or seven seasons and then that, that's what he envisioned for his original plot or the script for it. And since USA said, no, you have one more season and then that's that, um, are you worried about any plot lines falling through or any um, things that may be kind of rushed over that was taking its time to build up? I, I, I'm not because I think the dude is a genius. So anything uh, extraneous, I'm sure it's getting just cut. Um, like had he known going into this, I'm sure season two, we wouldn't have spent six or seven episodes with the prison delusion um, because it takes up so much time. I know that lost a lot of people, which going back and rewatching it, I think they're all wrong. It's fantastic. But uh, I, just any of the extra stuff, it, it just gets axed and it just becomes solely focused on like White Rose, Elliot, the main characters. So um, I was specifically thinking about Philip Price, where it seems like he had a lot more plan than what may be able to be covered in one season and still do justice to all the other characters. Um, I, I think Price is not long for this world. So um, he does not fit into White Rose's current plan. Um, does, does anybody think he's lying to Angela? Okay. I'm back and forth. Like, it's a very Darth Vader thing. So, like, I'm with that. Like, what? Well, I mean, we all know, we already know Angela's broken. You know, right. He, he could tell her anything, and she'd be like, "Okay, yeah, that's yeah. probably where it is." He doesn't have to lie if he doesn't want to. So I feel like he, he wouldn't. You know, he, there's no reason. That's where I keep going back and forth, and like, if he's lying, why? What could like? How does he mean? Yeah. So his his story is interesting, and they might try to cut it short. I guess, um, just like you said, you know, since we're squishing the seasons down. But I feel like they're gonna want to tell that story. And so they'll at least give us like a 15 minute section where he was explaining his plan and then all of a sudden White Rose or the U.S. government maneuvered in his way and killed it all, you know. They'll at least tell us that he had more plan and then now it can't happen and the rest of the show moves on. Right. Because that's plausible in the universe of Mr. Robot. So right. Everything yeah. moves very quickly. I'm with you. I'm with you. Or sometimes really slowly. <laughs> well, and because of the format of the show, I don't feel like we've really had that many like extraneous threads or like side storylines like you tend to get like the bigger more like episodic dramas it's always been pretty tight and pretty like well written um and everything has connected so i think they may not be able to spend as much time on certain things as they would have wanted to but i'm not I, i'm trying to think like i'm struggling to come up with something i might be like worried would be left out um i think probably the biggest thing for me is i want more answers on the mom 
and I don't know if they're going to have enough time. Yeah, they might not be. Yeah. But I mean, you, you said it's 13 episodes, right? That's true. Confirmed. So. Um. Did you see the teaser? Yes. 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 So where is Elliot in that teaser? Like, do you have theories on where he is? No, I stopped wait, wait, creating theories. The <laughs> no, the teaser, the teaser that they... Wait, it's just Elliot. Yeah, it's just Elliot, and there's, it's like a span, he's in a room, and it's going around. And I saw it on Instagram. Yeah. It's just him. I think there might be someone else in the room with him, but it's just him, and it's... And I'm trying to figure out, because the room looks familiar. Is he in his old house? That would be interesting. Like, that's where, and I, you were talking about his mom, mm-hmm. maybe she'll play into that too, but I don't know. Did anyone else think that it was his old house? Anybody? Does anyone know what I'm talking about? Do I need to pull it my head? <laughs> um, I think I'm thinking of a different teacher. I'm thinking of the teacher where he's talking with the woman, and he really doesn't say much, and she talks about everything. So I think I'm thinking of something different than what you're talking about. That was the first season. That was the before first we got season. the trailer. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was before the trailer was released. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, you look for that. But let's see. Where yeah, I, I, the theories. I. It's tough because every time I have a theory about the show, I'm just wrong. <laughs> I spent all of season one going, "Mr. Robot's definitely real," and I was wrong. So I just like whatever. Same as I've got it. I'm not no theories. I don't think it's to set up the reality of time travel, even as an aspiration 
aspirational technology within the world of the show. I think it's to, to invoke that kind of sense we all have, the appeal of time travel, that you can go back and fix things. And I think it's the idea of going back and fix th fixing things, not literally going back in time, but, but repairing damage that has been done. I think that's why the time travel is there, to, to drive home that kind of uh, motivation that just following Elliot through since, since season one. It would be, yeah, I completely agree with you. And uh, to his point about it, there's not really being about time travel and that it doesn't exist, it would definitely be in line with the show to have that moment where somebody just looks, white rose looks at Elliot and says, you can't do that. You can't fix what already happened. And that's just devastating. I mean, I think the best, the best illustration of this is when Angela is rewinding the TV. I think that's really what it's all about. It's that yeah, desire to fix things. Even though you can't, you can't yeah. rewind the world, but it's that desire to do it. That's what all the time travel references are about. I still want to know what White Rose said to Angela. Yeah, me too. So I've been wondering, the show has always kind of ripped stories from the headlines and put it into the show almost in real time. And I'm wondering what we're going to see in the next season that's happened in our world in the last two years, because a lot's happened. Are we going to see this That Trump narrative just kind of like fell in their lap. So, is White Rose involved in a trade war or currency manipulation? Well, maybe there's a Jeffrey Epstein-esque character, someone that's already in the show. I'd be shocked if we didn't get something that reflects our world, even if we're certainly in a different fictional world. No, we absolutely will. They, they've been really good about trying to tie this stuff together, and especially now that they established in season three what the time period was, and that it is now behind real time, whereas prior you know, to other seasons it was just kind of concurrent, concurrent yeah. with real time. So they have more that they can, they can play with, and I think they absolutely will. Although some of the things that they, quote, predicted in season one was just astonishing to me. The, uh, it's terrifying, but... Well, the, the, the one Ashley episode was... Uh, yeah, the Ashley Madison thing was not spelled. One episode, they got pushed a week because was, of the, the... Yeah, the suicide episode. Yeah. Because that really oh. happened. <laughs> yeah, that was... Terrifying. Um, it, it's kind of creepy how predictive the show has become. Like, mm -hmm. I watch a lot of TV. I don't think I watch any show that is in tune with, like, current culture the way this show is. Yeah. Do you mean the on-air suicide? Yeah. Yes. That really, did something like that really happened? Yes, yeah, there was a shooting. Mm -hmm. And they had to push the episode a week because it had, it like had just happened. Yeah, somebody was like doing like a newscast. And yeah, then, uh, like and they, a, they shot, they got, it wasn't a suicide, but the, someone, a shoot, active shooter came in and shot up the place. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah, it was, it was very sad. It was very sad. I think I read somewhere that, or someone told me that, um, the show is supposed to be taking place in the year 2015, and if it's going to be in the holiday season, it's going to be all the aftermath of Trump getting elected, because that would have been the right, right? right. Um, the yeah. 2016 election, right? Yeah. That sounds right. I mean, it fits with the timeline. I mean, that's right where, where, that's right where we're at, aren't yeah. we? And that's the end, so. In season three, they set up that uh, uh, White Rose is instrumental in Trump getting the nomination and oh, earning yeah. the presidency, yeah, and so, that's where we leave off with that. So, if you guys have not done a rewatch, really go back and rewatch from the beginning. You get so much more out of it. And since soon as I get home, I'm working on it. Yeah, we'll probably get a um, something happen in the real world after the Trump election. Is everyone realized 
wow, all the friends I was talking to on social media, I mean, that was actually a small subset, and we don't all think the same way, and all of a sudden the country doesn't think that way. You know, it was an echo chamber. Right. When it was cool and good that it wasn't going to happen, and then they got slapped in the face when it happened. There are probably going to be some diatribes about that in the show. Might be some Russians. (laughs) Sure, yeah. So they might pay off their, their, you know, uh, I don't know who you want to say, if you just stand in for Sean Hannity or whoever, you know, their media guy. Oh, yeah, that that, 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 dude. pin anything on anyone else. Because he already did it with Mobley and Trenton on Iran. He might try to pin it on Russia, and that's what happens in their world, you know? He might be the guy. I literally, I thought that... uh, Seeing his girlfriend in the trunk would be the saddest moment of the show, but that tricked me in my way thing. Oh, and the whole time I'm like, well, they're going to be dead when they get in that room. I know, I know. And I, the way that they played with it um, towards the end of that, where you have what's actually happening to them, and then like later, I don't know if it's later that day or days later, you know, just the different when the FBI team has already gone in and just the cuts back and forth. Like, oh my god, now. <laughs> so sad. It killed me. They, they were so close to getting away, too. Yeah. Only Trenton knew how to drive. They oh, man. Well, what about Darlene? Does anybody have any? Where did she end up? I don't remember where she is at the end of season three either. <laughs> um, she's walking around watching. with that hooker. Well, that's the lady. Yeah. Almost runs her over the car. Yeah. She yells at him. So. Is she making it out alive, or is she? Yeah, she's done a lot of bad stuff. Yeah, she has. That's another thing. Is like she her. She tried to kill that chick. I know. Well, her character like gets to a certain point, and you kind of like forget some of the things that like she did in like the prior seasons. And that was the other thing that kind of struck me on the rewatch was like, yeah, she's kind of not a very good person. Nothing. She definitely manipulates Elliot a lot more than. Than you think she is. Yeah. So. Well, but I think the biggest shock for me, still, I mean, in the show, one of the bigger ones was the fact that Angela was pulling the strings yep. in season three. Oh, yeah. I remember that being just like, what? And then she loses her mind completely. And then she completely loses her mind. So, we'll see what happens with her. She's going to wind up in a round room. There's no <laughs> way she, come, she gets back to normal. No, I know. Do we think Elliot's going to make it out alive? I think we debated this a little bit last year. Yeah. I don't think so. I don't think yeah. I wanted I, to, but yeah. it's completely up in the air. I just want him to succeed in what he's trying to do. And then die. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, Elliot will be a martyr at the end. Right. Right. You know, he'll, he'll become a symbol or a mask, almost, you know, Guy Fawkes-esque. And you know that'll sort of be the end of the series. Dot 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 into else. I'm okay with that. Um, I just hope they don't pull a, a Dexter. Like oh, oh, sorry, I don't want to spoil Dexter. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't watch the end, it sucks. So, <laughs> no, he's not really dead. It's not possible to not Focus. watch that ending. Yeah. <laughs> Never so seen this. There's two ways that Elliot could could die in this, right? So his body could physically die, that's the end of the show, or Elliot goes away, Mr. Robot is now full-time Elliot. See, right. that, yeah. that I'm okay with, 100%. That would be interesting. I think it's going to be opposite. I'm thinking Mr. Robot's going to go away. Could be that too, yeah. Elliot really has to show the progression of, okay, I can do this on my own, 
you know, I, I was lonely, but now I can overcome that loneliness and I don't need a projection of somebody else to, to be able to do that. I like that. And that might be more symbolic, too, because, I mean, the title of the show is Mr. Robot, after all, so it might make sense if Mr. Robot dies for the cause. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Who else? Yeah. Uh, who else? Are we talking about? We're talking about Does anybody else have any other questions or theories that you want to throw out? Um, do you think Angel's important? Bobby Cannavale's character. What's um, his name? Who? Bobby Cannavale. They say his name like twice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. If, if you're not paying attention, you will never know his name. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, only on the uh, placard for his car dealership. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's ridiculous. And we find out he's a used car salesman. It's like, well, that makes sense. So. <laughs> I loved, his, I loved his mug collection, where yeah. he's like, you just need to be what they want you, or what they need you to be or something like that. Yeah. And he's got like all of these mugs from like world's greatest dad to just everything. And so that was pretty great. Did anybody watch Homecoming? Yes. Okay. Uh, it's it's very, very good if you like Mr. Robot. It, Sam Esmail, he brings over Bobby Cannavale and he's, he's so good. It's so different. But he's so good. I, I was amazed there wasn't a panel for that this year. I, I would have thought, I mean, I don't know, maybe it didn't get as much kind of viewership as... I think Amazon Prime has a viewership that yeah. they think they do. Well, until the boys came. I was just about to say, say that. The boys. They marketed yeah. the yeah. hell out of the boys. Yeah. 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 And Good Omens. They, there's been some good I, good omens. Good omens. Yeah. I saw some Good Omens cosplay. I was like, yeah. right on. They watched them crazy. Yeah. But yeah, Homecoming. Yeah. People like Mr. Robot, I got to see Homecoming. Yeah, yes. if you have not watched Is that the one with Julia Roberts? Yes. Okay. yes. It's on my it's, list. I've been watching movies. <laughs> it, and it's in line with <laughs> Sam Esmail's like, I like messing with the audience because yeah. nothing is really ever what, what you seems. think it is. So mm -hmm. it, it's uh, pretty interesting. So, uh, but uh, just talking about Bobby Cannonball, he's fantastic. When he uh, kills that dude. Oh, I love it. Didn't see that coming. No. Um, <laughs> now, you're my person. What do you think is the role of the red wheelbarrow? Has anybody read the, the notebook? I've read parts of it. It makes my head hurt. So if you don't know, there's a, a book. And it, yeah, and it, it's just, yeah. And, and it's like what you see Elliot's notebook in season two when he's in prison. Um, it's like that, and if you look at it, it's a lot of like connected but weirdly random. Like it's, it's mind numbing. So I, I don't know what the red will. I know that it, there's that poem, mm -hmm. and like it, it's oddly haunting. But I, I don't know what the the overall connection is. If it's something that Sam Esmail was just like, oh, I like this. I'm going to incorporate it into the show. Because he tends to wear his influences on his sleeve. Like, he just puts it all out there. You know. Fight club. So. Yeah. I mean, but never hide it. Yeah. Even, even if it's not about time travel in the multiverse. <laughs> he we'll does talk about that to the future a lot. Um, any other questions or theories? I see Mr. Robot has dragons. <laughs> Where? <laughs> I thought it was Freddie Mercury. <laughs> <laughs> that poem, you know, so much depends upon the red wheelbarrow on glazed green water beside the white chickens. Um, I think it's William Carlos Williams. That poem is an allegory for the American flag. Okay. And so I, I kind of think 
this show has so many like splits between you know whether it's Elliot or Mr. Robot, it's the rich and the poor, it's China versus the United States. I think it's just in you know it's another wedge that the show is trying to bring forth to let show everyone you know this is the way the real world is. Everything is a competition, and you can either go your separate ways, you can fight, you can try to collaborate. You know, it's just something else. Um, I think if I recall my high school English class, it was written. You know, to describe like the immigrants coming in to the American flag and like, oh, this is the American dream. And that's why Tyrell Wellick says it was his, the only English is fucking known. And then okay. like, once that was, that was known, then Elliot named stage two Operation Wheelbarrow, right? And then I think the Dark Army set up a front and that was the barbecue joint, mm -hmm. the Red Wheelbarrow. Yeah, it was all interconnected, but the, the name ultimately came from Elliot. And I think it was because it was that exchange with him and Terrell, I think was, was the connection all within there. And then he, I think like when he was in prison, he kept like, kept coming up, right? The red wheelbarrow, but he didn't like know what it meant. He said on the menu. Yeah, yeah. and then he, yeah, he kind of figured it out eventually. But um, didn't they do what at Comic-Con that year? Didn't they have like a red wheelbarrow restaurant set up or something? Oh, they should have. Yeah, yeah, they did. <laughs> There, there are in, in New York. There are it's a chain. I don't remember what it is, but a chain of barbecue restaurants that has a lot of red neon. Every time I pass by, I kind of for yeah, a second think, "Oh, is that a red wheelbarrow?" Yeah. That doesn't actually exist. No, it's not a red wheelbarrow. <laughs> has anybody made the trek to to see Elliot's apartment? What? I've been down to Coney Island, but no, I haven't. It's awesome. I was there like three months ago. It was freaking awesome, um, and it seemed it like comes out of nowhere. So you just like walk around this corner. I'm like, that's Elliot's apartment. That's amazing. <laughs> so and the the little Chinese restaurant I mean, well, is sadly closed now, but the sign is still there. So it's pretty awesome. Um, if you go to New York, you should absolutely go see Elliot's apartment. I, I think the funniest thing. I just moved to New York recently, and again went to Coney Island. That that face, the Coney Island face. I, I assume that was something that was made up to look like a menacing kind of clown fool face. That's the real Coney Island logo. It's bizarre. Yeah. There's, there's actually a blog. I don't think they keep it up anymore, but it's Where is Mr. Robot? If you Google it, they, they used to like have the where they were filming. Um, and so you could just like tour New York based on like, oh, they shot this here. They shot this over here. Um, it was pretty incredible. I didn't get to do much, but I was just walking down the street one day and walked by the restaurant where there was the big, the big shooting from the dark arm yeah. that killed Don, uh, mm -hmm. um, uh, Starling's boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. That poor guy. Man. <laughs> I feel bad for all the people that have died. I know. Well, except for might be Joanna. Yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, it's not like these are good people doing good things, though, but I know they're characters that we get attached to. Yeah, I mean, I guess Shiloh still was not an well, incredible person, but... Yeah, that's true, the drug dealer, but she was probably, like, the most, more innocent of them, I guess, maybe? I don't know. I mean, it's even more sad <laughs> that she dies because Elliot... She was like, oh, I think I know a guy that can score some... I know. Mm. It was definitely his fault, for sure. Yeah, he maybe shouldn't make it out alive. <laughs> um, I've always thought of Mr. Robot as a very um, Stanley Kubrick-esque TV show. Like, if he had lived longer, this is the show he would have made. And Elliot's a very um, Kubrickian protagonist. So as far as where is the show going and what's his fate, we could probably look at the work of Stanley Kubrick, and it's probably going in that direction, and it usually doesn't work out very well for a Kubrick protagonist. It's usually 
bleak and tragic, but that goes along with the worldview that we're presented. So I don't know if that sparks any ideas with anyone. I'm curious, like, which Kubrick, I'm not disagreeing with you, but like, which Kubrick film? I'm thinking of The Shining. The Shining, yeah. Clockwork Most of those yeah. end with the protagonist, like, completely losing their mind and, like, murdering people. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> That sounds about right. I don't want to see Elliot murder anybody. But he already has. Well, not like fully intending to do it. So. Yeah, I mean, but they didn't. He didn't want to blow up the building. He didn't know about all those buildings. So. He thought they were just blowing up the one building, and that he stopped that. But that was a red herring. Right. Everything else in the yeah. Well, let's see. So going into season four, so each season has like kind of for me like progressively like widened the scope of like the focus. So like season one was very like Elliot centric, and then season two we kind of widened a bit to include the Dark Army and like everything that's happening in stage two, and then season three we kind of get this more like world view and we bring in China and everything that's kind of like being manipulated that way. So. I guess, do you think season four might have more of like this like global view? And I mean, they're gonna have to wrap up the whole like combo thing anyway, but um, I think it's just interesting to see how it's like continually widened scope and it's kind of evolved into this thing of your revolution only happened because we allowed it to, whereas in season one, we were very much like didn't have any idea that that was happening. No, and that's devastating. I know, isn't that crazy? Like, they're actually gonna do something good. No. They just created a worse system. And so. well, and the thing is, is they only, it only actually happened because, you know, this bigger influence and this bigger power figured it out and basically allowed it to happen and exploited it. Right. They're like, oh, yeah, this is great. This perfectly plays into exactly, like, what we need to do. So it's a very fascinating chess game to kind of go back and... And uh, White Rose mentions that uh, Elliot's father died for their cause. Do do we think that he like knew Elliot said? I think well he worked he worked in the plant and so did Angela's mom. Right. I think the question is and has always been, do we know exactly what they were doing in the plant? We just know that they were there and they were, I assume, exposed to like high level oh they were exposed to chemicals. Uh, that, uh, that's my assumption. I was thinking high levels of radiation. Oh, once, radiation. Once we assume that okay. once we know it's a particle accelerator. Right. Okay. And those things, yeah, that makes sense. holy cow, they put off tons of radiation. Because they, they, they talk about dumping. Uh, That's true. Like so. Well, yeah, probably radioactive waste. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that would make sense. And they both died of cancer. They so. did. Exactly. Yeah. That would make sense. Yeah. I want to see the meeting between White Rose and Elliot's dad, though. Like, I, I hope that that exists. That would, that would be that interesting. Would be awesome. Yeah, but that is an interesting thing to consider. I hadn't really considered the fact that, like, I mean, because he was, was he an engineer or was he more of, like, a computer programmer? Because I want to know, like, exactly, like, what he, he was said he was a computer engineer, but computer we don't got any more than that. Yeah. yeah so that so, could be a lot of things. Yeah, was he knowingly working with the Dark Army, or is he just another one of those things that kind of was exploited, just like all of the workers could have been? I think they, he, they, was, they, he was exploited. Yeah. I don't think he knew. He was he probably, he was you know, in his best interest on working on some cutting-edge technology that's going to be great for everyone. Mm-hmm. And then 
you know, everything goes downhill from there. You know, he gets exposed to whatever, he gets let go, then he goes and starts up a Mr. Robot computer repair service, you know, all that stuff. And that would be in line with what we've, we've seen with it, like compartmentalizing everything so that the left hand never knows what the right hand's doing and nobody really knows the ultimate goal. So. And you say working with the Dark Army versus being exploited, that's though they're mutually exclusive. That's not how Dark Army operates at all. They, right. they, they, you work with because you're exploited. Right. It is one and the same. Yeah, unless I feel like a few of those foot soldiers, especially like Cisco, I never really got the impression that he was forced into anything. But maybe I'm wrong. We just never got to see that. They kept the, he was expendable. They kept him around. Exactly. And he didn't cut him loose at any point. And just like all of them were. I really want to know what's up with the Young Guns 2 poster and Cisco's apartment. The regulator's poster. <laughs> the greatest mystery. It's so random. Oh, uh, like, what? Okay, whatever. Poor Cisco. Okay. All right. Any other questions? Or theories? Or. I think we've covered everything in our notes. I know, so. we have covered everything in our notes. I'm trying to think Krista got a snippet in the trailer, which may be all her screen time for the season, for all I know. But any idea on what her role is going to be? Because I feel like she's a character that has decreased in importance over time. Well, every time we think she's just out of the show, she, she comes back. Um, Accurate. So, I mean, she's kind of Elliot's. Jiminy Cricket. Um. <laughs> well, bringing it back to the teaser video, I know we were talking about this probably about like 30 minutes ago at this point, but I, I am more convinced that the woman speaking in that video is Krista. It sounds okay. a lot like her to me, because we kind of like went back and forth for a while, like who was it really, who did it sound more like, did it sound like Krista, Darlene, Angela? I keep going back to that it's her, and then like the set that they're on, it looks like the same set that they were portraying as his mother's house, like when he was in the prison. It's got, you know, that, like, the, the like, French door or whatever. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so he, I mean, I don't know if he's, like, back in that house or, or, or what it is, but that's what it looked like to me. Um, she's, she's one of the characters also doesn't die because yeah. she's been such a force for good in Elliot's life. Um, but she has I'm, no reason to be on the Dark Army's radar. Yeah, but I feel like that's kind of what's going to do her, is that she is a force for good. And so. she also knows him. Not every everything, but she knows a lot of what Elliot yeah, slash Mr. Robot knows. Yeah, he kind of came clean with her. So. He did, yeah, so that could endanger her. Yeah. The meeting with her and Mr. Robot in her office was fantastic. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that was so She just unloads on her. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean that I I always liked like the switching back and forth between Elliot and between Mr. Robot and like the way that they started doing it because it, it started to be more than just like the visual cues you get like the audio cues and then just even like Rami like when you get to see him doing both sides yeah oh my god that's astounding to me that he just like can switch or at least the way they don't it looks that way but. yeah rem reminded me a lot of uh, did anybody watch Orphan Black. Yes. Yeah, of uh, the way she, like she could do that too. Yeah. On bike, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. um, she's fantastic. Yeah, it's always crazy to me. Like, the, especially everyone on the show, I feel like the acting is so, so good. Yeah. 
especially with, I mean, it cannot be easy to play like multiple characters of, that are like essentially the same person. That takes a lot of talent to pull off, I think. Well, you brought it up. Like, what do you think her uh, role in the final season will be? Oh, I literally didn't even think about it until I had that question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I wonder if we might get to see more of her. And it might be kind of crazy fan theory-ish, but she's a psychiatrist, right? She's issued Elliot medicine before. Right. Mm -hmm. So the whole doctor-patient confidentiality thing. But I feel like she might be the kind to always keep an insurance policy just in case. And it's not uncommon for those types of doctors to record their patients' conversations. If the Dark Army doesn't know that Elliot has come clean to her, she has everything. She could, you know, link that to whoever she wants, you know, and they can always put forth the narrative to then fight against the Dark Army's puppets and all that, that stuff and let the world know that, yeah, there is some back shady, shady shit going on here that you didn't know about, but here it is. Make your own decision and go. And that is, like, setting everyone free, you know? That would be interesting. Kind of like kind of like what they're doing with Tyrell, only it's the actual truth instead of a, you know, a false narrative. That would be interesting. Yeah, they'd have to be careful how they play that, though, because they definitely set the precedent. Like, she has that meeting with her lawyer where he's like, you, you can't go to the authorities. Like, this is, you know, it's a violation of the but you'll lose your license. So it may be interesting to, if, if they could do something like that, how they, how they can play it, like, within the legal ramifications of it, because they've definitely set it up that Hey, you gotta be careful. Like this is legal. So. <coughs> well, she strikes me as a person that, like, ultimately, uh, her conscience will get the better of her. And exactly. Well, I think it already was, and he was right, like, "Oh, thank right. God, he didn't, you know, go to the police." So, well, no, she can if she knows something's going to happen. Yeah, it's just he, she can't. So what he came clean about was his involvement with the five nine hack. Right. So because it's already happened, she can't. She can't do anything about it. But. If he tells her about future plans, and maybe that's the way around it, maybe Elliot slash Mr. Robot does that purposefully, and that way she has the leeway to go to the authorities. That could be one way that he's like sacrificed. Or she could make up, you know, oh, he told me this. I mean, knowing that it's ultimately for the greater good, yeah, she could take that approach. If that's found out, though, she'll lose her license. So, uh, I have no point. I guess the world's going to hell. Well, that's true. Black Army knows so much about so many different things, I would be surprised they would not know that he's going to see her. Exactly. He's going I'm to sure they know that. Going. He, 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 she went to the prison, and, and they had the prison covered. Yeah, no, they definitely did. I, I would agree. I would be shocked if they didn't know about her. So that's, you know, we'll just have to see what they what they do with that. Um, we can talk about the trailer. Okay. I don't know exactly what's going uh, about. There's a lot in the trailer. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot in there, but I, we don't know what any of it means. No, we don't. It moves really fast. It yeah. moves really fast. I mean, it's very Christmas themed. <laughs> <laughs> I love the, the image of. Sorry, turn down the pour water at the mic. Um, the, the image that they release of just a Mr. Robot face in the snow with the blood. I love that. Oh, that's cool. It's fantastic. Yeah, I think whatever we're going to get, it's going to be a bloody season. Yeah. They've definitely set that up, which is crazy. Well, I guess maybe that makes sense if they bring Vera in to have more of a role. Yeah, nobody makes it up a lot, except Dom. Except Dom. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want her to. I just, I think she's too good to, like, everything good in Elliot's life gets snuffed out. I know. So, That's true. you know, Darlene will making that out of love. She She's too stinky. Yeah. 
we've got about five minutes left. So anybody, any other crazy questions, fan theories, anything you really, really want to talk about? <laughs> I know we've talked about a lot. We've covered a lot. It's, it's hard to, when you don't have a lot of new material and you're going back over it. Yeah, it's been so long since we've seen that new episode. I know. I mean, what will we figure out? Two years? It'll be in yeah. about two years. That's a long time to go between. That's what's fun to watch. There's a line in the trailer, and I'm probably not going to remember it exactly correctly, but it's Mr. Robot's telling Elliot, if you do this, you are crossing the line. Oh, yes. I'd love right. to speculate on what this is and what the line is, yep. because Mr. Robot and, by extension, Elliot have already been, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, it's like I said, it's been lost in season three, but they've already been complicit in straight-up domestic terrorism. Yes. And this is something that Mr. Robot's like, if you do this, then you're really going far. What could I, I have yeah, no what, idea what he what, They're trying to get us. <laughs> yeah, how did we not cross the line already? You killed like several hundred people, uh, if not several thousand people. So they blew up four buildings? That's probably more related to Mr. Robot's existence. Yeah. You know, that would be the only line he would be worried about crossing is something that would get rid of him. Yeah. That kind of goes back to what we were speculating on earlier that maybe Mr. it's Mr. Robot that ultimately doesn't make it out alive, even if Elliot does. I think it might be kind of interesting to see a merging of the two. Where they come back together. Hmm. Well, yeah, well, I guess technically for Elliot it would be if we're debating on how he's been split his whole life, really. I'm just wanting to find out that nobody exists. <laughs> <laughs> it's all in the 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 It's all we do not need that. Well, you, know, you talk about the, the not wanting to go in a, in a time travel or, or maybe even ultimate universe direction because it, it takes the show too far out of reality. And I'm, the reality and physics of it, but I'm not a physician. I can imagine doctors and psychologists being pretty pissed off at the reality of how Elliot's mental illness plays out and, and kind of cavalierly talking about this personality taking over or that one taking over or merging. Maybe this is all reflective of actual, you know, mental illness phenomena. Or maybe it's just as unrealistic in that sphere as time travel is in the physics sphere. I, I, I don't know. But well, I would see someone arguing that. Go ahead. No. <laughs> that, that would be really interesting. And all. I, it would, it's more important for the show for it to be accurate. Like, it, yeah. we're speculating about alternate universes and time travel, but that's all stuff that like legit scientists talk about all the time. Um, I mean, when they first turned on the collider, that was the big concern out there. We're gonna open a black hole and suck ourselves into another dimension. So like all that's on point. So I, with the personality, I know that I use the wrong terminology, but I'm an idiot, so um, <laughs> it's okay. I would think it's more important for them to follow a, a more accurate uh, depiction of what that would be like, um, which would probably be more heartbreaking than we want it to be. So, um, yeah. Well, I think between this and with Legion, I think you can debate on like how mental illness is portrayed and how you know what if it was done properly or not. I think a lot of people were pretty on board with what they had done with Legion. I've not heard as much commentary on how they portray mental illness in terms of like how they use it Mr. Robot specifically. 
and I'm also not a doctor, so. <laughs> well, and Legion at least had the out of, oh, there's also like mutant psychic properties right. going on. Right. So they could, that was always like a release valve for any disbelief that we might have. Right. Yeah, Mr. Robot's got to be grounded in reality. Although, going back to the multi, maybe not quite a multiverse thing, but the fact that it was called Project Berenstain still gets me every time. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. So they're sort of all adjusting right here? It could, uh, and I'm sure that they are, but man, did they load a lot of stuff in there, so much so that I keep going back, I'm like, but what if, but what if? What if they really turn it into a multiverse thing? That would be cool. All right, well, we're about a minute till, so. We'll Thank leave. you, everybody. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Here's a little ghost for the offering Yeah, 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 yeah Here's a truck stop instead of St. Peter's Yeah, 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 yeah Mr. Andy Coffin's gone messing Yeah, 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 yeah Andy, did you hear about this one?